Hey, hey, hey. What's cooking, good looking? I thought, I might as well just jump straight into pretty much the most intimate, literally private topic that has crossed my mind. I thought, well, why not today? <laughs> uh, I hope I don't regret this. So before I jump into it, um, I can see that there's a small audience that is now building up around the good shit. And I wanted to thank you. And I hope that this is as interesting for you as it is for me and encourage you to give a rating and write a review on iTunes so that other people can find it. And it can be a big R community of people who are not afraid to dive straight into the good shit. And I think this might be a bit of a theme for my generation of uh, people that were born when Pluto was in the sign of Scorpio. So we have got all this shit to work through. And I am slightly envious of the younger generation with their Pluto in Sagittarius who are basically having a good old time off the back of our blood, sweat, and tears. You're welcome. So here's some more blood, sweat, and tears. Let's dive in. So essentially the question is, what is in my pants? Now, the internet has allowed loads of people to see each other's what's in their pants. So if anyone is like really desperate to know X, Y, and Z of whoever, they probably can. I actually saw Justin Bieber's dick, you know, that that was leaked. That was a thing. I think everyone's seen Justin Bieber's dick. So <laughs> it's definitely not a dark age of secrecy in that respect. But even then, because there's not that many trans people and because it is such an inherently private topic... Probably most people really don't have a clue exactly what is going on, either in terms of surgery or in terms of the effects of hormone replacement therapy, specifically for trans men. So I'm here to reveal all and go into every single detail of what it is. Now, I like to think I have what must be the most amazing genital impossible. I developed female to begin with, obviously, so there was a vulva with a clitoris and all of that. Standard stuff. <clears throat> there are some trans people that were actually born intersex, so they would have like yet yet some other variation of this. But for me, this would have just been just the bog standard vanilla female setup. And as everyone knows, the clitoris has like loads of nerve endings and is, is so, 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 so sensitive. Uh, whereas the penis has few nerve endings and therefore is assumed to not be as sensitive. Obviously, sexual experience can be extremely subjective. Um, it's not just the number of nerves that determines what it feels like. Um, but just as an average, you can sort of get the idea. Now, on testosterone, the clitoris is expected to 
grow the same as the penis grows during puberty in cis guys. So whatever relatively small thing you are born with, with testosterone,、um, either as a trans guy or during puberty as a cis guy, it's expected to enlarge, right? So there's like a growth spurt that happens, and essentially, because those tissues、uh, are the same, that effect is copied over. So. Your tiny, maybe invisible clit, is then、uh, boosted into a bigger thing. <laughs>、um, did I say trigger warning? Yeah, trigger warning all around. There is a reason the description for the good shit is just one line that just says trigger warning everything. I mean, it's not—it's not a joke. Like I know there's loads of jokes and I joke around, but that is like not a joke. That's very literal. <laughs> so I jump straight into it. So essentially, there is this growth spurt. Now, the effects are very individual, just as for cis guys. So whether this is going to be a sort of barely visible. Thing or whether it's going to be a monster is down to the karma you bring into this life from your past lives. <laughs> But the average is essentially for trans guys in this process. The average、um, size is about one to one and a half inches. So if you imagine a cis dick, that would be one inch. It would, it would look totally different. To a trans guy dick because <clears throat> of like two reasons. One of them is it's a totally different developmental point. Even though the clitoris is equivalent to the penis, it's a different stage. Like it's in when you're still in the womb, that thing has formed to a different point. So it doesn't look the same. <clears throat> Obviously, the the tissue is not the same. The clitoris still has the.、Um, Like the 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 mucous membrane tissue that is red, fleshy,、uh, like the vulva, like the inner labia, or like inside your mouth. Whereas obviously the penis has actual skin. <clears throat> And the second reason is because the penis has grown more to begin with. Even if even if it is one inch, the actual width of it is bigger, which actually results in a more Flat appearance, and it makes it look a bit like sh- like short, essentially. So even though the length is one inch because it's wide, it kind of looks stumpy, let's say. So <clears throat> whereas a trans guy dick isn't that wide, so actually it appears slimmer and longer, even if it is still one inch. But the proportion of the length to the width is more like、uh, an average sized cis penis. So it looks. It quite it it looks more like a penis, basically, is what I'm trying to say.、Um, so it's not just about the length, is what I'm trying to say. So a, a one inch cystic does not look the same as a one inch trans guy dick. They they are quite different, even even if it's the same length. It it doesn't amount to the same experience, right? So、um, the reason I think this is.、Um, Just a very special experience to be going through. I mean, put aside the trauma of just being trans to begin with, and the trauma of having not normal genitals to begin with. 
but the actual sensation and experience of this genital, I am pretty sure is freaking mind-blowing. You take the super, 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 super sensitivity of the clitoris, and you pair that with the um, with the sensory and visual experience of a bigger genital, like the penis, that is very, um, very present, right? It's not like the clitoris that some people can't find, and there's all this shenanigan around how you're supposed to touch it, and is it too sensitive and all that, right? It's just a very simple uh physical interface physical interaction with it so you have the sensitivity but you also have the 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 enhanced presence and the enhanced um size and and visual input and so when you have those two together it is like whoa it's amazing it's amazing. And I think there is this actual combination of experiences where, because I still have some of the female determined things, but I'm also getting a lot of male things being on testosterone. It is, it is, it is really bringing these two things together where I still have the, <clears throat> the extremely high sensitivity and pleasure capacity that women have more of, let's say, in some sort of abstract average sense. Um, but also the increased desire and the increased, um, physicality and presence of the male genitals. Um, so in, in and of itself, it is, extremely good it feels amazing it's just an amazing otherworldly experience only made not so great by of course my discomfort and self-consciousness at the fact that it is small that it is not the normal thing that people have and all of that so you know those circumstantial things and 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 comparing myself to others that element um, is what kind of brings it down. But if I'm just in the zone of focusing on it and not thinking about anyone else or anything else, um, taking myself out of the equation, basically, um, the, the actual experience in and of itself is, is just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. The, f- the feeling of it, I think, I think, People's relationship with their genitals and masturbating and pleasure is just such a central component of puberty and, and, and identity. So those early experiences are extremely important. And I think for males, it is, it is a very kind of almost no pun intended in your face kind of experience, which I didn't get to have in one of the previous episodes. I was actually talking about the kinder the Kinder Egg toy container that I inadvertently was using as a packer <clears throat> because I was, I was attached to this externalized, um, experience of pleasure that my own genitals could not give me because they were not the right genitals. So I sort of recreated this experience with literally a random object at hand. <laughs> 
And that just felt so right. It just felt so good and so correct. So to, to now have, um, started to experience this correct, um, expression, experience of my sexuality is so, um, so amazing. Um, to, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but trans guy dicks also can get hard and, and bigger when they're hard. So, um, that cycle of arousal and having this, um, very, very specific kind of feedback from it as I go through that process of arousal, um, it is, is amazing. And like, as, as most things, you know, obviously after you masturbate a certain way for a while, you kind of, you become a little bit more desensitized, you know, but, but those initial experiences are just the most powerful and the most amazing and compelling and just blow your mind, you know, you, to have felt so, you know, let's say castrated in a sense, um, all my life and to then suddenly kind of feel this, uh, feel, I'm just going to call it my dick, you know, hard. And I mean, I did say trigger warning. I'm just, I'm literally going to go into a lot of detail. Um, this is potentially going to turn into a porn episode. <laughs> it's like, I can imagine all you pervs literally listening to this in your bed under the sheet. Anyway, let me continue. Um, so the experience of feeling myself, feeling my dick getting hard and, um, kind of just touching it like over my underwear and like, oh my lord, there is, there are these boxes at Primark. Okay. Pro tip. There are these boxes at Primark. The material is really kind of dry and clingy. So most, um, underwear are quite stretchy. So it kind of, there's a slight compressive effect. Um, uh, but, but these boxes are not. So when they kind of go over your genitals, they don't push, they don't compress it at all. So you feel the slightest shape and throb and you feel what's happening, but also the texture is really kind of sticks to you. So it's, it's extremely stimulating. Oh my, it's amazing. <laughs> Go to Primark right now. So to feel, um, to feel that, um, through over that material and to kind of just kind of go up and down and kind of feel the, feel the length of it and, and, and it poking around. It's just, oh my Lord, like honestly. And, and even when I'm sleeping, like when I'm turning around, it's sort of, it, it, it kind of, um, it kind of wraps around me a bit tighter every, every time I turn around because I don't adjust it. So it kind of, kind of feel this, um, sensation of being, um, kind of, um, trapped in it a little bit. And, um, and, and that feels pretty good as well. <laughs> I feel like this is turning into a 101 how to masturbate as a trans guy or, or any guy or anyone who knows, who knows who's going to be taking these tips further. But, but the point is just the experience of actually feeling it's just, it's just amazing. And just, and also another thing I didn't mention is with my dick, there is a very 
similar structure um, to a cystic with a foreskin and um, pulling back the foreskin and the head that has these ridges that are awful, awful ridges uh, that exist purely to collect random crap. Um, so that is slightly frustrating to deal with, but in terms of, um, in terms of that dynamic of, um, kind of the foreskin moving around and there was a documentary on Netflix about foreskin and about circumcision and it said that, you know, the foreskin is supposed to be part of this kind of thrusting motion and to preserve the sensitivity of it and I totally agree like a million percent that is definitely what it seems to be doing <laughs> like you, you can see it changing during that process how like obviously this is this, this differs between people but for me in its flaccid state the foreskin is um, almost entirely covering the head and it just looks kind of um, like nothing's happening because nothing is happening. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, let's say, um, um, paused, not paused. There is a word for this. Um, it's like an automatic car. It's not, it's not moving. It's at peace. It's not at peace. It's, um, I need to find this word. I need to find this word on standby. That's it. <clears throat> so it's just on standby. Nothing's happening. It's pretty just, just, it's being normal, right? There's nothing happening. And then at different states of being aroused and stimulating it, it, it kind of, you know, it just like, it, it, it retracts a little bit and like the head comes out a little bit and like, or like it moves a little bit to the side and like you can sort of access the extra, extra, extra sensitivity that is under. And like, what I noticed is actually that the tip of the head itself is not at all sensitive. Like, I'm, I'm sort of poking it and I can barely feel it. Um, so that's not really sensitive. It's just the underneath area that is the most sensitive. And you, I only get to touch that if I have already stimulated myself enough to get to that point where it, you know, it, it responds to you. It, it comes out to you as much as it is stimulated to come out to you. And, and the foreskin allows that to be, to be measured where it's a little bit less, a little bit more. And then, and then, then it, the maximum capacity is when it's almost like fully fully retracted and like the head is coming out and like it's way bigger and it's like you get what i mean there's like there's like a there's a there's a process that that happens and i see the foreskin as being essential to that process Whew. uh right um so there is this vein on one side that is really really obvious like really big one and I quite like it. <laughs> that is literally what I wanted to say. That there is a vein on one side and I'm super fond of it. Do <laughs> you see there's, the, there's that sort of teenage enthusiasm about, oh my God, I just discovered my genitals and they're so much fun. And, um, it's like, yay, like it's so awesome, you know? That is definitely a good description of what I have been going through, uh, with my 
penis. So because, you know, I, I wonder, I've not experimented with this, um, but I wonder what it might be like for me to try to have sex with my new dick. And I've not done that yet. So because it's grown, it's literally grown new tissue and it's a new thing. I almost consider myself as having become a virgin again because no one's, literally no one has seen it. And obviously no one has touched it. So there is this sense of, oh, this, there's this like pristine new territory that hasn't been conquered yet. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll be sure to maybe report on that later if something interesting happens. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, and, and essentially there is this, because these experiences with it are like really great. There is this, um, weird conflict of, you know, in and of itself, it feels so amazing, but I cannot get over the basic, um, the basic discomfort of it not being, um, normal sized. So that is, that is the sort of, let's say, the big handicap of, of it. And I wish it wasn't, I wish it wasn't because it looks really nice. It feels amazing. I really do, I do, I am attached to it and I do love it because it's enabled me to experience these things that presumably I should have never been able to experience that I feel like I actually have got to experience and I'm pretty sure um, they have allowed me to feel things that I would have never felt felt otherwise, you know, even just the sort of the motion of thrusting and the motion of penetration. Um, as I say, this is like an extremely sensitive genital. Just, I suppose, it, I don't know whether you know of any particular sensation with your own experiences, but if you can imagine the sensation of penetration with the penis, but then the sensitivity of a clitoris. You can probably be able to kind of um, simulate in your head what that might feel like. Of course, the downside is I would like to actually be able to do that with someone without thinking, without it, A, not being possible because it's just not reaching out, out that much or it being possible, but still feeling very self-conscious, um, about the size. So, you know, this is one of those hard choices in terms of bottom surgery and in terms of, you know, I mean, I will mention bottom surgery briefly because this is relevant. Um, there are two main options for bottom surgery in trans men, metoidioplasty and phalloplasty. And phalloplasty is the one that creates an average sized penis from a, um, from a graft from another part of your body like the forearm, the leg, 
the stomach. Um, and in that procedure, you can either leave your pre-existing smaller dick where it is, which to me sounds a bit weird because what that you then have two penises. <laughs> um, but that, that means that you don't have to worry about losing it or not being able to access it anymore uh, or not being able to feel it fully anymore. Um, but with the weirdness, I guess, of just kind of seeing that there's two things going on there. Um, or you can get it buried at the base of your new penis, um, <clears throat> underneath the skin that is part of your new scrotum. So, I mean, literally, it's burying it, right? They they sometimes try to connect the nerves so that the, the erotic sensation is transferred into your new penis. Um, but again, this is potentially quite a subjective experience and it's very difficult to know for sure that you're going to feel things a certain way or at all, depending on the procedure. So it's, it's, it's not, um, straightforward and it's definitely not guaranteed. And I think it's pretty much, um, it's definitely going to be a different experience. It, it's definitely going to be different. It may well be, um, just as good or even better, but it will be different. And I think big shifts around sexuality and pleasure and genitals and things like that are extremely difficult to navigate because, you know, people's center of pleasure is associated with their um, ability to enjoy themselves and is also associated with their self-esteem and their relationships. And it's, it, you know, it stands for a lot of pretty big things. It's not just, oh, touching this feels good. You know, it's it's a psychologically major um, component of ourselves. And so metoidioplasty, um, uses what you already have and it kind of frees up your dick because before that it's sort of, it's sort of, um, let's say trapped by the labia. So it's, it, it's kind of limited in its, um, movement and it, it frees it up. And it severs the ligament uh, above it that holds it down so that you have this more free, free-floating um, penis that kind of sticks out fully instead of being kind of kept more to the, uh, towards the underside um, because the female genitals are sort of in between the legs and the male genitals are like in front of the legs, right? So it does that and... It, it cannot change the size of it. So the size of it is whatever it already is. It just um, repositions it. So if you have one inch, then you'll have one inch, um, two inches or whatever. So with that, you have a male, male looking genitals and the benefit of full sensation as it was before. And, you know, it looks like a dick, um, you, it can get hard like a dick. So there's a much more, um, innate experience with it because that tissue is exactly, precisely the tissue that is your dick. And that would have been 
your cis size dick if you had developed as male to begin with. So in a sense, for me, it feels like um, a, a, a much more um, authentic version of the experience I have with my body. Um, and, 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 and in, the, in that sense, it is um, just perfect compared to phalloplasty, but falls short because it's short. <laughs> I could not miss out on that one. Uh, so it would be so perfect. Um, it's just, um, small. And I think for me that, that is connected to, um, the, its physical presence in terms of seeing it and feeling it and being aware of it instead of having to kind of go look for it, let's say. Um, and sexually in terms of having sex. So. But, you know, I think the time will come when those things will make themselves more obvious. I think um, once I start having sex and stuff like that, I might get a better idea of um, what I can and can't do and how I feel about it. And um, it's not as if I'm going to get phalloplasty or metodioplasty anytime soon. Um, I think I need to just be very patient because I'm still relatively early on 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 testosterone so puberty can take five ten years my first puberty took at least a good 10 years you know it's not about oh I'm, I'm growing armpit hair and whatever you know it's a full body transformation and I remember I I was I had a different body proportion when I went through female puberty I had quite a bigger ass and very long legs and, and just different proportions of my body and I looked very different and then after 10 years after I actually finished puberty and I was just a grown adult uh my body shifted uh and I was a little bit leaner and 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 more rectangular and 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 just looked very different so I know that now going through male puberty I know that whatever I look like now which might seem like a total mess to me is not what I'm going to look like in 10 years so it is a process that I they obviously have to be patient with and I think most of the things that I'm currently frustrated with are to do with that process much more than um, what surgery could achieve especially for phalloplasty that is a extremely um, extremely long-winded multiple surgeries over multiple years so at this point I think for me it's just a case of being patient and waiting for the beard to grow more and waiting for my face to shift. And there's a, there's a lot of subtle changes in terms of your body composition, uh, your muscle, your fat, you know, how your body works. And those things you just have to be patient for. And uh, uh, it's awkward being an adult, go, going through the awkwardness of puberty and feeling weird about it. <laughs> but what makes me feel very good is that this time it's the right puberty. Catch you next time.